that's what it was, right? I was like, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to pick up dog poop. Okay, cool. Like, how are we going to market this? How are we going to this? And, and I remember taking all my equipment that I've acquired and he's standing in front of the microphone and he's got his little sh shirt on and his little bow tie and he's <laughs> holding up a sign and he's talking. And we actually took this little one minute clip and put it on the community website and, you know, people were calling. And so he learned that, but he also learned the other side of things. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. Hey, there's Saturday mornings that you don't want to get up and go clean poop but you committed to doing it, so now you need to go do it. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back, Money Talkers. Thank you for coming to the podcast this week. Uh, I have a very unique guest this week. Um, I have Jarrett Bake. Uh, he has been in SWAT. He's been a narcotics undercover officer for 15 years. He's warrior certified trainer. And we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, founder of the tactical businessman experience, the podcast, the tactical businessman. Um, he's a speaker, a trainer, um, mostly, uh, working on coaching elite, uh, business owners and, and efficiencies and ways to be better. And, uh, and probably most importantly as a, as a father and a, uh, and a loving husband. So, Derek, if you want to say hello. How's it going, guys? I appreciate you having me on the show. Sounds good, man. You got, uh, I hope I got the laundry list of things you're up to and accomplished uh, down. So You got the important ones. That's what matters. There you go. There it is. Um, well, great, man. Well, hey, listen, I, uh, I kind of want to jump right in with you because you know, I want to maximize our time here and all the stuff that you've kind of got to talk about with the different things between coaching and parenting and, and being in, uh, in some high-pressure situations, you know? Um, where, where, where did your, where'd your story begin at? Uh, that's uh, that's a great question, right? Um, a lot of people ask me, how, how did you make the transition from being a police officer uh, to a businessman? Uh, there's actually a story long before that, and it's how did I actually become a police officer? Um, when I was, uh, it was interesting, I don't really share this story much. When I was seven years old, uh, I was like every other seven-year-old kid, right? We like to just run around and play and, and uh, hang out with our parents. Well, I was at my my grandparents house during the summer and I had this loose tooth and my grandfather was an old cowboy, like legit cowboy. He rode horses and, you know, wrangled cattle, but, uh, he's like, Hey, let me help you get that tooth out. I was like, uh, uh you're not getting that tooth out. Uh, and being the old cowboy that he was, he grabbed me, put me on the ground and pinned me down. Like he had my arms to my side, he pinned me down and he got a pair of pliers out of his back pocket and he sits there and he's now starting to try and pull this tooth out. Well, I'm freaking out like any little kid would, and I'm wiggling around as much as I can. And I remember watching my, my mother and my, my brother and my sister, like seeing their faces. They didn't do anything, but they were looking at me in horror. And I'm like begging for help. And, 
and nothing happens. Right. And so I'm fighting and fighting and fighting. And finally, I don't know if whether he got bored or he got tired and he just got up and left. And I remember like just kind of falling down with exhaustion and, and passing out. And when that one thing, and it took me a while to understand this into my adult years, that one thing shifted the way that I interacted with my parents. It shifted the way that, that I saw the world. And I started to, to play this me against the world mentality. Right. And so, you know, grow up, go through high school, so on and so forth, have experiences, but never really connected very much with my parents. It was almost like they didn't know how to communicate with me and I wasn't willing to communicate with them, right? So it created this, this weird relationship. My dad was, was at every football game that I had and, and, you know, basketball game and so on and so forth, but he told me he loved me like twice growing up, right? So it was this weird, I think my parents love me, I'm not really sure they don't communicate it kind of thing. So this is what I had as, as an example, you know, growing, growing up. And um, I actually married my high school sweetheart. Um, and uh, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your viewpoint, she got pregnant within three months of us being married, which was not the plan. I was still in college working a quote unquote regular job. And uh, I didn't have a direction or anything. And my neighbor across the street, he's like, hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm testing for the police department. You should, you should test. I was like, well, that, that sounds like a good idea. I, I think I'll do that. And uh, so I tested it and got on the department. But uh, from that point forward, uh, I, I, I still had that me against the world mentality, right? Nobody's going to help me. Nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. Nobody really loves me, so on and so forth. And I started to get down this path of, and I, and I know you, 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 you talk a lot about money, but you also talk about you know, the, the relationship between parents and kids. And, and, I, and I started going down this path of uh, very much like my parents, you know, putting work first and family second. And if there was time for family, I'd make time for family. But if there wasn't, then there <coughs> just wasn't time for it. And um, this progressed down the path that, you know, we eventually had three kids and my wife is working and I'm working. And we almost have this relationship in passing. Um, she would go to work because I was working evenings and, and into the night. And so I would sleep in the morning and then I would kind of take care of the kids, but it was more like turn on the TV and I would sleep <coughs> while, while they watch TV. And then um, she would come home and I would go to work. And, and so everything in life kind of started to fall apart. And of course, what happens with most men at that point is they blame everyone and everything else for why it's not working, which is exactly the thing that I did. And got to this point where at the lowest of lows, you know, I'm thinking that divorce is my best option, right? Because she doesn't understand me. She doesn't get me. The kids don't love me. And, you know, I, 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 I moved out of the house. And for months, I tried to figure this whole thing out. Like, how do I balance my, my work? And how do I balance my family? And I don't know how to talk to my kids and they don't love me. And my wife doesn't love me. And this constant back and forth. Um, we had a lot of fights around uh, this, this concept of personal finance. Because for me, the way that my parents had taught me was, hey, as long as you have more money coming in than it's going out, then you're good, right? So when the bills would come and I didn't have enough money, what's the first thing I would do? Well, it wouldn't be cut back on expenses. It wouldn't be budget. I would just go find a way to make more money, right? Which is a very horrible strategy. I'm sure you've <laughs> talked about this before. But uh, through this whole thing, what I realized is, there were some things that were missing in my life. And the first thing was the ability to connect and communicate, not just with my wife, but with my kids as well. Like I didn't know how to talk to them. 
because what do we do? We, we mirror and we copy our parents. And if our parents taught us things a certain way, what do we do? We do them the exact same way. So if our parents sucked at finance, the odds are we're going to suck at finance. Not because we want to suck at finance, but because we don't understand how it works. And so we just go back to what we know. Um, I have a question for you there. Yeah. Um, were, did, you, did you recognize that like on, because you know, you mentioned like you didn't know how to talk to your kids and that kind of stuff. Like, did you, was it something like you were just frustrated or like you consciously know, you knew you were like, you needed to get better at it? Like, or was it just like, this is the way it is? That's a great question. At the beginning, it was just, again, the inability for me to see that I was the source of the problem, I would be like, there's something wrong with my kids. But see, as being a police officer, they, they taught us a, a system to communicate that kept us safe, right? It was, I will ask you, I will tell you, I will make you. That was it. So I would ask you, you know, um, if there was something wrong, I would tell you that I wanted you to do something and then I would make you do it. Right. And so I would carry that same routine home. I would ask my kids to do something. I would tell them and then I would make them, but very much more intense. Right. So do you think that the kids wanted to hang out with me? No, man, they, I would come home and they would go run and hide because they didn't know which version of dad was going to show up. Sometimes it was happy go lucky. Dad had a great day at work and everything's awesome. And sometimes it was like, oh, here he comes. He's on the warpath, like hide before the fire comes out. That's, uh, that's interesting because it's, I think a lot of us as parents have struggled through that portion, especially as fathers. I mean, I can only speak for myself, um, you know, where you, being, being someone who's been in charge of businesses and, and in charge of things, like it's hard not to come home and bring that, like what you've been doing all day in the same mentality. And so like, I would, you know, I know in my struggles, I've had problems where like I came home and I was trying to like manage them, you know, right. like they were personnel working for me, you know, and it was like, you gotta, you gotta switch that hat off. And so, um, you know, I, I hear you talking about like, you've recognized this and you've done this stuff. So what, what, what did you do about it? Well, most people don't get to the point that I got to. And, and I hope that, you know, if you're listening right now, you don't either. Your life doesn't have to completely fall apart for you to recognize that things need to change. Now, mine just happened to completely fall apart. And at the lowest of lows, I was basically working 18 to 20 hours a day. I was living in my car, basically in the parking garage, like at work, I would shower and then go to work and then work and then go to sleep in my car and then go back to work. Um, thinking that money, again, more money would solve my problems, which it doesn't. And I finally came to the realization that there was one thing that I really wanted. Sure, I wanted to be financially successful. We all do. But what I really wanted was to have a connection and a relationship with my wife and my kids. That's what I really wanted. And so I realized at that point that I needed to find a way to make that happen. You know, first thing was go to my wife and say, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm not doing it right, right? I want to work this out. And so we both decided to work that out. And uh, we went to different seminars and events. We tried uh, Landmark and Tony Robbins and Kevin Nations and, you know, all of these peoples and, and things. And we would glean a little bit here or a little bit there, but nobody was really addressing the true issue, right? Because in one particular moment, sure, you can be pissed off about the toilet paper being up or down, but is that really the issue or is there something underneath that? And I stumbled across uh, Garrett White in 2017, and uh, I think it was actually 2016. 
and was really drawn to his message and the way that he was doing things. And so, you know, I, I attended a couple of his programs and he brought the final pieces together. He showed me how to take all this stuff I was really good at at work, right? And, and bring it home, but make it, make it something that was beneficial to our relationships. And so that kind of started that path. But what I learned is one, this is something you learn when you're a child. What do your parents always harp on you? Just tell the truth. Tell the truth, right? It, it sounds simple, but it's really, really hard because society tells you that it's not okay to tell the truth. And that was the most important thing that, that I learned, which, you know, tell my wife when I got to figure it out, I got to figure it out. But when I don't, it's okay to say I don't. You know, tell my kids, communicate with them, not just try to look at them and like somehow transmit through my eyes that I love them, but to actually tell them I love them, you know, and have those open lines of communication. Again, the thing that I, I recognize the most was it all starts and ends with me. Yeah. So the way that I show up is going to determine the relationship that I have with my wife. It's going to determine the relationship that I have with my kids. Um, you know, I talk a lot about this when, I'm, when I speak with people, but um, the world doesn't change. It's there, you know, and it's what's, what's, what I hear from you talking about it is it's an amazing thing that like you changed your perspective of the world and, and that, you know, the, the relationships got exponentially better. So you have that power to make that choice inside of you. And, uh, and, it, and it's something that when you realize that you own the control, right, it feels like it's a totally different mindset, you know, and you all, you sound like you're owning your situation and you can control, like I, not necessarily like I can control the people I'm with, but I can control how I see it and how I hack it and how I handle it. And that's a hard thing to realize. It's a hard thing to realize and it's an even harder thing to implement, right? Because it, it sounds really cool to say, yeah. man, I control my life. I control my world. Again, from Tony Robbins. I, I love Tony Robbins. I'm not knocking Tony Robbins, but he's, he's very 30,000 foot view. You go to one of his events, it's a lot of clapping and a lot of rah-rah and you leave on this high and then you go home and two days later, you're looking around and you're like, okay, now what? You know, yeah. there wasn't like the stuff to implement. And so, yeah. yes, when, when you learn to control your perception of, of the world around you is when things change. You know, the, the old saying that I'm sure you've heard is perception is reality. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, the customer in a dealership. It doesn't matter if you're a single mom. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, a grandfather. Perception is reality. I, I'm going to add to that though. W one step further is that we get in a lot of arguments trying to convince somebody, but if someone else's perception is their reality too, you Correct. know, and so, Instead of you being like, no, I didn't do this and, and just picking your, standing your stance or I didn't offend you or I didn't hurt your feelings, I didn't do this to you. Like, you got to remember their perception is reality. And, and that one is like, that, that's, that's a real struggle, you know? Absolutely. And that actually, I'm glad you said that. That's what changed my relationship with my kids was understanding their reality. Yeah. You know, I, I wanted to have a, a connection with my oldest son, for example. He's 18 now, but you know, when, when life was falling apart, he's five years old. I was an athlete growing up. So I wanted him to play sports. He had no interest in playing sports. So what did I do? I forced him to play sports, right? Thinking that, oh, that's going to bring us together. That's going to build that connection. And I remember him, uh, I was his coach, of course. I remember him standing in the middle of the soccer field. The little kids are kicking the ball back and forth around him and he's just crying. And I was so angry at him. I'm like, go oh, kick the ball. <laughs> right. But he didn't want to. And, and again, through, life and through experience, I, I learned that 
I needed to connect with him on his level, which yes, I know parents are not going to like to hear this, but sometimes connecting with your kids is literally grabbing that stupid Xbox controller and sitting down next to them and just playing a game for a few minutes. You have no idea, no idea how much that means to them. <laughs> I'm laughing because, uh, we, you know, we're just coming out for Christmas right now. And so, uh, I've been playing Pokemon sword on my son, my five-year-old son's, uh, Nintendo switch and just, you know, I, if I get excited about it, he just loses his mind. Like it, he's just, he, he comes in my, in my, it comes flying in the house in the morning, like six o'clock in the morning. He's got his Nintendo switch. He's like, dad, 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 dad. And he's just like so excited, you know? And it's like, you got to do that, man. You got to, you got to realize that those little moments of time and don't push them off. You know, I always saw this one uh, like meme and the kid is trying to talk to the dad. And the dad's got a phone and a business suit on and the kid's like, Hey dad, dad, dad. And he's like, I don't have time for you right now. And then later the dad is there and he's kind of older and the kid's like 16, 18, 20 years old or whatever he's in the picture. And the kid's like, he's like, Hey son, you want to, and he's like, I don't have time for that dad, you know, and that hurts. So I try to, I try to remember that. Yeah. And, and I applaud you for that. And, and if you're listening right now, pay attention to, to what uh, Cody just said, because it's so important to realize that your game is not a short-term game. It's a long-term game. You, you want your kids to like you when they're teenagers. You want them to like you and want to hang out with you when they're adults. But then you need to start investing in them now, right? Sure, sure you've got plenty of emails that, that you can answer, phone calls that you can take. But if you can't learn to separate the two, and I know we were talking about this earlier, if you can't learn to separate the two, then how do you expect your kids to be able to do so? Well, I think too, it's... um. You know, I'm a guy that was working 70 hours a week, you know, eight years. Uh, and it just, it, you know, I, the thing was, though, I gave up everything else because I didn't want to not be around my kids. But what I really found was when I was with them, I needed to be present. I couldn't just mm. be there. Right. I needed to stick that phone like what you're talking about. Like that email can wait two hours until after they go to bed. Like if I'm there and, you know, I, I, I go to like the park with them. And I see the parents just walk off and go sit on their phones and go sit on a picnic table and completely ignore their kid and, and not go play with them at all. And you're going to miss sometimes that you, it's one thing you cannot put back in the bottle is the time that they want to play with you because you're not always going to be cool. That's so true. So true. Um, I forget who, who told me this. We were having a conversation a couple of years back, but they said, your kids don't want more presents. They want more presents. Yeah. In other words, uh, they don't want more gifts. They want more of you. Yeah. Just think about when you were a kid. What was your favorite gift at Christmas? It was the box of cardboard that the, yep. prison came, the present came in that you could play with your, your parents, right? They would help you draw on the box or put you know, airplane wings or cut out little windows. Or, like, <laughs> those were the moments is you're connecting with them and you're being present. Yeah. I, I always laugh every Christmas. I'm like, man, I just want to like, open up a store that just has wrapping tubes, cardboard boxes, like <laughs> wrapping paper, you know? Yep. I think it's a million dollar idea. So um, on, on that kind of subject, so because it's money talkers and, and, and what, we're, what we're talking about, I think it's a really good time to talk about how you, if, so what you're talking about is laying a base, right? And you said a really good term and I really appreciate that is that you're making an investment, right? into your kids. Now we all know it's good. You should do investments, right? Like I hopefully if you're listening to this, you, you, you're really, you know, you're out seeking information about these kinds of things and you know, making investments is important. And so 
what happens with investments and why they're important is because they grow and then they, they begin to, to get better and bigger on their own. And I think you can do the same thing with your kids. And I want people, one of the reasons, the main reason I started Money Talkers was I wanted parents to understand that you need to have these times, and these talks with your kids, like, like what you're talking about. That 20 minutes of playing a video game will light your kid up, right? The 20 minutes of just talking to him about, I don't know, what a mortgage is or talking to her and saying, hey, listen, this is why interest rates, like if you have a 20% interest rate versus a 6% interest rate, this is what you're going to give away to the bank and this is why you need a good credit score. You don't need to be a financial wizard at all. You just need to be present with them and open that dialogue and that conversation. You know, and I, and I, and I wonder, like, do you, since you've gone into coaching, like, do you find yourself doing that at, at home also? Like, you know, like, is it something where you've, you know, you still take those tactics that you're dealing with like high level business executives and then bringing it home because like I talk about business plans and things with my eight year old daughter. And now, now uh, it's really funny. She doesn't want stories at night. She wants me to tell her uh, business tactics. Like <laughs> it cracks me up. She's, she's going to be a little mogul. I just know it, but I, but if she, she was really like, can you tell me another, another thing about business? Like, I'm like, you don't want a story or maybe you want to read you a book or anything. She's like, no, tell me about balance sheets and stuff. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that you said that because it is true, right? Uh, you're investing in your child regardless or your children regardless. So you're either investing them and you're showing them that the phone is or the TV is more important. And so that's what they're going to do when they grow up mm. or you're going to spend time reading books or talking about business, you know, so on and so forth. And, and the, the important thing for me was um, much like you is, is the first thing that your kids want is time. You, you can't replace time. Now they don't want your, well, they want your entire day, but you, you can't give them your entire day, but you can give them a block of time. Say kids between four and eight, like daddy's putting the phone away and we're doing whatever you want to do. If it's playing Barbie dolls, if it's playing video games, going basketball, going to eat ice cream, whatever it is. And so your kids now look forward in anticipation to the time that they get to spend with you. Right. But the second thing is that like you, what you talked about is don't just make it blind time, right? Sure, you can have a good time with your parents, but how much cooler is it that, hey, you know what, my dad taught me this or my mom taught me this kind of a thing. And, and very similar to you, it's, you know, my, my, he's now, well, he'll be 14 here at the end of the month. Uh, my youngest son, um, he actually started a, a dog poop business <laughs> in our last <laughs> neighborhood because he saw dad in business and everything. And uh, actually recruited another kid to like help him so he could double the amount of houses that he was cleaning. I mean, it was ridiculous, but it all came from that exact same thing, right? Yeah. Um, last night, my, my son and I, same son, we were in the kitchen making buttercream. You're like, buttercream? Why? Because I like to cook. And so I invested the time in cooking with them to where now they're like, hey, dad, I want to try this and I want to try that. And I'm like, I've actually never done buttercream. I'm just really good at simple things. <laughs> but I'm like, sure, let's go, right? So, yeah. so your kids, are not only are they watching you, but they're going to emulate whatever it is that you're teaching them. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, um, I actually have a, uh, a, a PDF because I taught a class. I was in a summit recently and um, taught, and they asked me to teach on you know, what we do to raise successful kids. I knew everyone was going to talk about mindsets and stuff. And so what I actually did is I wrote a, uh, a business plan template. And so, and I told parents like, listen, your kids are going to come to you with ridiculous ideas. Your job is not to tell them why it's not going to work, you know? Mm. And so what's really funny is 
you know, you talk about like your son's ideas, like I'm going to, ho- I'm going to open up a poop picking up business, you know? Well, all right, sit down. Let's, let's talk about how you're going to market this thing and, and what your, your costs are going to be and your startup costs and, and how much money you're going to charge and what you're going to pay your employee and you know, all that fun stuff. Like, but that little bit of like that encouragement opens their eyes and changes their viewpoint immensely. You know, if you would have been like, Hey man, like, dude, you're never going to make any money picking up dog poop and just shut it down totally different way that they look at money throughout the rest of their life. Absolutely. I love that you said that because that's what it was, right? I was like, what do you want to do? I want to pick up dog poop. Okay, cool. Like how are we going to market this? How are we going to this? And, and I remember taking all my equipment that I've acquired and he's standing in front of the microphone and he's got his little shirt on and his little bow tie and he's holding (laughs) up a sign and he's talking and we actually took this little one minute clip and put it on the community website and you know, people were calling. And so he learned that, but he also learned the other side of things it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Hey, there's Saturday mornings that you don't want to get up and go clean poop, but you committed to doing it. So now you need to go do it. That's awesome. That's so funny. And I think what, um, what's awesome about that is that, you know, when we see kids gravitate to doing something, um, and, and it's like you said, he did it, you know, bow tie, he took the guts to stand in front of a camera. Like other people want to help that, you know, and that, that's so cool that he, he got him to do his own commercial and everything. He did. He did. It was funny. <laughs> that's awesome. And so, um, well, let's talk about now. Like, so what, what do you, um, you know, what you, you said you have a, a son that's 18, right? Yes. So he's yes. getting ready to go out into the world. Yep. And, uh, what, uh, what do you think that you, you've kind of acquired recently that's kind of been eye opening for you to see it from his perspective? right? Like stuff that you know, that you know, now, but you realize that he doesn't or he needs, you know, like what, what I'm just curious, like what, it, it's a big time, man. It, it is a big time. And um, for, for you parents who haven't reached the teenage years, or you're just reaching those teenage years, first of all, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> second of all, uh, by the way, I have a daughter, she's uh, soon to be, uh, she's 16. Uh, but same thing, like one day she loves me, one day she hates me which sucks for me because she's my only daughter and I really love her, but you know, it's hormones. But anyway, uh, I, the, I have the, a son and a daughter. And so like, I always laughed because I had, my buddy was having, you know, have the same thing. I'm like, look from like, I think from like one to 10 and then 20, like on, it's like way better to have a daughter. And then like one, <laughs> you know, like yeah. one to 10, like, like 10 to 20 with my son is going to be amazing. Like I can't wait to play sports with him and do all this crazy stuff. And so he's, mm-hmm. you know, like, then yeah. after that, I'm probably, he's probably not going to talk to me half the time because he's you know, uh, never going to pick up his phone and call his dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is, it's, it's a game, but, but you learn, that's the, the important thing that I think for me, the biggest lesson was all my kids are different. They all got raised the same, but they're all different. And so uh, we talk about not only communicating with your kids, but we talk about spending time with them. It's also important that you take them by themselves and go spend time mm. with, with each child by themselves. Right. So my daughter, for example, she doesn't like to play video games. She doesn't like, but she likes the piano and she likes, you know, um, to cook and she likes some of these other things. And so I'll go and I'll take her to, you know, an ice cream shop and we'll sit and have a conversation, you know, or, you know, my, my oldest, um, we, we actually last year did uh, a series of Spartan races together. Cause at Christmas I was like, man, I could give him a, I could give him a present, but I don't want to give him another present. So I said, listen, I want to do something with you this year. That means something to you. 
And what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to do Spartan races. So we ended up doing the three different lengths together. So we got the big trifecta medal. And it was a huge bonding experience because there's a ton of training. So we had to train together. You know, we spent time traveling together. And, and he got to know me on a completely yeah. different level. I, I think that's the other thing is don't be afraid to tell your kids that you don't know or to show them like your weaknesses. They're your kids. They love you, right? And what that's going to do more than anything is bring you together. That's awesome. I, I imagine, you know, you guys are talking strategies and just like, like you said, though, like that, that, you know, immeasurable amount of like that half an hour sitting there having an ice cream, like the, 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 I mean, I, I almost sit there wide eyed with my kids when I take them and, and it is important to take them one at a time. It's really, really important because those, those are the real conversations that you have. And, and, you know, I, and it's almost, uh, it's almost hard because like, I, I get so heartfelt sometimes when they're, I realized that for a long time I didn't have these talks cause it was like work home, see him for an hour, hour and a half, two hours to go to bed, like work home, see him for an hour, hour and a half, you know, six days a week. And then one day a week, I'm like, what do you want to do? But I'm also wicked tired, you know, like just from, <laughs> uh, from, from just going, going at it. And it's like, you know, I think it's really cool that you've taken that time to set it aside and have a purpose. Yeah. That, that's the one thing that uh, I think has made the biggest difference in my life. Uh, other than, you know, my, the way that I perceive things is understanding. Uh, I like to call it frame control, right? A lot of people think that they have to control every activity that happens in every second of the day. Mm. But really what you need to do is create a frame within which a particular outcome can occur. When you take your kids out or you spend time with your kids, the outcome that you want there is bonding, right? So whether it's video games or painting your nails or haircuts or sports, whatever it is, find the frame that will allow for that outcome to happen. It makes it so much easier. That's awesome. That's a, that's a huge value add as a parent, man. Just like, and like you said, it's, it, it, let them know. So there's some buildup too, you know, like I think, I think a lot of times we're thinking like, I got to take them to Disney world, right? Man, if you tell your kids, Hey, look, Thursday, Thursday night, you and I are having dinner. We have a date, right? And, uh, and you let them, Hey, are we, where are we, you know, where, and you talk to them about where do you want to go? And, you know, is there anything that you want to do afterwards? Or is there anything particular you want to talk about? Or, and you have that build up and you let them get kind of excited about it. And then they have that time with you just having a dinner with two for an hour and a half, two hours, and just actually really the car conversations are even the best, you know? Yeah, you're, you're right. And I know this is kind of like a forward thinking, but we, we talk about finance. It's the same thing. The, the way that you interact with and treat your kids is how they're going to expect to be treated when they're adults. Right. And so, you know, we talk about let's to the girls again, if you don't spend time showing your, your daughter, what, it, what it's like to be treated like a woman, like a true woman, respected and loved, then what is she going to go try and find out there? She's going to go try and find it, but whatever social media told her that this is what it is versus, you know what, my dad, you know, once every couple of weeks, it's just him and I, we'd go to this restaurant and we sit down and we talk and then, you know, we go get ice cream after or we go do pottery or something. That's her expectation of what she's going to be looking for in a man. If if you're willing to talk to your daughter and show her how money works and, and how investments work and, and, you know, in your case, answering all these questions about business, she's going to be looking for that when she's an adult. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a, um, that's part of that investment we talk about, right? right. And I think it's a, kind of a universal statement. I mean, it's not groundbreaking, but we all want the best for our kids, right? And so um, I'm a big proponent of deciding what goals I want in my life and then working backwards to actionable steps to get them, right? And so a lot of people say, I want a million dollar business. And it's okay, well, how much money do you need to make per day? And they go, oh, wait, what? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, well, if you want to make a million dollars, you're going to need to know how many work, how many work days a week do you have? You know, are you going to make like $3,500 a day if you've got 25 work weeks? And they're like, oh, I'm like, can you make $3,500? I'm like, not the way I am right now. Well, it's almost the same thing. Like we want these things for our kids, you know? And so like, I, I have personally, I take a lot of this business, you know, like big business lessons that I've learned over the years. And then when I started bringing them home, it changed the way that I interacted with my kids. So like you, I love that you talk about like frameworks, like you don't need to manage the outcome. You need to have a, a, a goal that you want to get to and then let that kind of find its way. And, and, and if you don't want your kids losing it over every little detail thing of things don't go wrong, don't lose it over every little detail of things that go wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they're watching and they're going to emulate you. And I think that's, I think that's an amazing point that you talk about. Yeah, you're, you're hundred percent right. You know, it's, it's, we all as adults have our own particular skill set. you know, we may not uh, be able to, to uh, point it out right away, but you know, if you've been working in a career or as a business owner or whatever, for any amount of time, you've acquired a skill set and it's a good skill set. And so figure out a way to transfer that skill set or allow your kids to to take the pieces of that skill set that they want to use, you know, so that they can start to build the life that they want. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, if I tie that back into what we're doing with money talkers, and a lot of people don't want to talk to their kids about money um, because either a, they feel they didn't haven't mastered it themselves. Right. Or they're not qualified as a financial expert, but I can guarantee you this, you have a lot more experience and if you're like me, you've learned by running into brick walls constantly most of your life, right? Um, that you can pass that information off, but you have to open the conversation. If you sit and wait for your kids to ask you about the things you know about the way money works and the way that finance works, and if you don't, man, we are in the age of education, self-education, right? And if you don't know how to do something, Man, pick up YouTube, pick up Google. It takes three seconds, but pick it up, you know? Yeah. And there's no reason that you can't. 100% agree. So, well, man, I listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious too on one of the things. So I want to ask you, um, you know, one of this, the big question that I've been asking people is, uh, is what is the one thing in school? What's the one thing that you could teach? that you know they don't teach in school, um, you know, that would have a major, it's had a major impact on your life? Mm, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, for me, again, based on my own life experience and everything that's happened, the biggest thing that they don't teach in school is how to deal with the obstacles that will inevitably appear in your life. Like nobody has any idea, right? It's very much chicken little, the sky is falling. What am I going to do now? Kind of a thing instead of, Hey, listen, 
I guarantee you at some point in your life, you're going to have financial problems. I guarantee you at some point, you're going to have marriage problems. I guarantee you, you know what I mean? And we could just go on down the path. It's going to happen. So why not equip the kids with the ability to deal with these things ahead of time so that when they appear, it's not this like life altering, changing moment. It's a, okay, this sucks, but I know what I need to do now. That's awesome. My dad's saying, cause I played a lot of baseball growing up. He was a baseball player and uh, he said, always expect a bad throw, you know? And so if you have, if you know that these problems are going to come down the pike at you and you've strategized about what you're going to do about them, you know, it's almost like you talk about with, I mean, you were a SWAT police officer, right? It'd be like, if we just put a bunch of gear on you and was like, good luck, right? Let's just throw you out there. Like if, if stuff happens, just deal with it. Right. Right. And, and I love that you said that because it's so true, right? That being one of the things when I was struggling, not understanding that, Hey, this, this same concept applies to my personal life, but uh, with the SWAT team, um, people don't understand how much training and behind the scenes goes into what looks really cool on TV, right? We would spend at least 15 hours a week training together every single week. We would spend countless hours on the range. We would spend countless hours, you know, going through what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, so that when it happened, we already knew what was going to happen. You know, we'd go to the uh, low frequency, I like to call them, but high risk scenarios. Somebody has a gun, you know, somebody's holding somebody hostage. All of these things are happening where people's lives are on the line. And if you don't already have it figured out as to what you're going to do and how you're going to react, when something happens, the likelihood of somebody getting hurt goes through the roof. Yeah, that's amazing. And, I, and, and you know, what you're saying makes complete sense in a, in a, in a financial life way. When you come out of school, it's like, you know, you can have these small conversations and prepare, you know, even if small, but open the doors and prepare. Otherwise, like, you know, and, and it's okay to talk about the lessons and how you learned it too, right? Because I got some, I have some doozies where I, I fell on my face and, uh, and, and, you know, and I don't mind sharing those things. You know, that's why we're talking, that's why it's called money talkers, because I have found that the people that were willing to talk about their failures and their successes are the ones that usually end up with the best outcomes. Mm, I love that. And, and I'll share a quick story. Uh, when I first got married, again, like, oh, this is what life's supposed to be like. Uh, like I told you, my wife got, got pregnant within three months of us getting married. And I'm still working a regular job, going to school, not knowing what's supposed to happen. At the time, we were living in an apartment. Well, I, I have this, I don't even know where it came from, societal sense that, that I need a house. Like, oh, my wife's pregnant. We need a house. Uh, so within the period of about three months, we bought a house and two, not, not used cars, two brand new cars. So here I am, I think I was 23 at the time with a house and two brand new cars that, oh, by the way, I couldn't afford, <laughs> but I bought them anyway. Right. Because I thought they wouldn't well, give you the money the otherwise. Right. 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 So I was <laughs> like, this is the way that it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then within two years, of course, we're selling both cars and we end up selling the house. It's like, yeah. that was not a smart move. Right. Yeah. So a hundred percent agree with you. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it's, you know, uh, it's really funny because, you know, people think they're not financial experts. Like you are, you actually are like, you just, you don't look at it that way, you know? And you, and you talk about like with your parent, with your kids, like there's all these little small things that you can have these conversations with. And you can do this as same thing with about money talks. You know, you can, you, if you want them to be 
to seek the education. And, you know, we talked about earlier, like spending time with somebody in a framework, right? You don't really know, need to know what you do. Well, spend that time going to discover something. You don't know how to do it. So you don't have to learn it, learn it with them. Watch the videos together. Watch the, you know, what, read the, read the uh, websites together. Like they got the forms and, you know, just tons of things out there that you can do in exercises. You know, we, we get um, KiwiCo uh, once a month and it comes in the mail. It's a little box. And it's a little engineering box. And so it's a little project. It comes with little wood things and you put them all together. And like, there's always a strategy behind them. Some science, some sort of science STEM, STEM deal. Like I, my, it's 20 bucks a month. And my kids lose their mind when that thing comes out and they'll play together so well because they know it's coming, you know, and you're setting up that time to, uh, to have that impact. I love that. I absolutely love that. Cause you're right. It's, we have a limited amount of time, right? The one resource that we can't buy time. So instead of yes, level one is spend time with your kids. Absolutely. If you're not spending time with your kids, spend time with your kids. But if you're already spending time with your kids, think about ways to make it a better experience. And centering around education, especially when it comes to money, is huge, right? Because now not only are you spending time together and so you're building that relationship, but you're now arming them and prepping them with what it's, the tools are going to need to be successful as an adult. Well, I think you said it really well. Well, you're teaching them, but they're also going to emulate you. So if you teach them that you're talking about these things and they're important, then they're going to emulate that later in life and probably have a better probability of being successful. And so I talk a lot about changing trajectories because the timeline for a 16 year old or a 19 year old or a 22 year old, even though they don't think it is when you get to, you know, when you get to my age, like, like, wow, this thing takes a while. Like you go through some stuff. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you move that notch, that, 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 uh, that trajectory just a little bit. And the, the ramifications on the end are just humongous. They just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, where, uh, if you start later in life, your where your end point is, it gets harder and harder to get there. Yeah. So you because, have to make more and more radical shifts. Yep. Cause the runway is shorter. That's it. Right. You got to get that plane up real fast or else you're never going to get up to where you want to be. So, um, Man, I, I, I really appreciate this. Um, this has been awesome talking with you about this. I, uh, I think it's pretty cool what you've been able to do um, with your experiences and then having that kind of aha moment with, uh, with family and realizing that like you've got to have your cores in place. Um, you can't have one out of balance and it just, uh, but, and you can't expect other people to change it for you. I think it's one of the main takeaways I've got from talking with you. Um, is that you've got to be able to look yourself in the mirror. And if you don't like a situation, either a one, look at it differently, just immediately realize you're looking at it bad and look at it differently. And then two, look at the goal that you want to have and then think about the action it's going to take to get there. Yep. So, uh, any, any last takeaways? Uh, no, man, I thought this was really good. It, it, and again, just to reiterate what we've talked about is, you know, it, if you want things to change, you, you got to take responsibility for them. You know, people talk a lot about the, the, the cards they were dealt in life, you know, whether they're, you know, poor or, you know, they were in a, in a bad neighborhood or whether they had a good education or not, or, you know, so on and so forth, they were athletic or not. And they talk about the cards of life, the cards of life, the cards of life. Well, everybody gets dealt a hand and it's not the hand that you get dealt. It's how you play that hand, right? 
there's opportunities in life to discard a card and pick up another one, right? But it's a conscious choice that you make. So you can sit there and complain about the cards that you were dealt or you can take action and do something about it. Oh man, I love that. That's, that's fantastic, man. Um, listen, uh, if people want to get, get some more of, uh, of your stuff, like, uh, you know, and they want to hear more about what your message is and what you're bringing together, like where do they find out about you? Well, if you're interested in learning more, again, I, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called The Tactical Businessman, and it's really centered around how to create what we all want, which is work-life balance, right? Take control of time. Um, so if you go to the tacticalbusinessman.com, I have uh, something there called the Accelerated Performance Plan. Sounds really cool. It's actually really simple, right? It's, it's how to take the chaos in your life and kind of organize things to, to, to put yourself back in the driver's seat. Uh, and you're welcome to, if you'd like, listen to uh, The Tactical Businessman. It's on iTunes, Google Play, and all that fun stuff. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, guys, get out there and check it out. Money Talkers, take action. You've gotten to listen to this. You're hearing some, I mean, we, we just, there were some really actionable takeaways in our conversation, man. And I just really appreciate you being here. And uh, until next time. All right. Thanks, Cody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker